Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Welcome to Sawbones, Marital Tour of Misguided Medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. You know, I didn't realize it's Sydney uh, Smell McElroy, but we have sort of stumbled on another little bit of a little bit of a combo. I guess that's true. We talked mm-hmm. about a symptom, mm-hmm. fevers. Yeah. Or a sign also, an elevated temperature is a sign because it's an objective finding. Sorry, what? Measure. A sign is something that, like, the doctor finds on you that, like, measures, you know? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't come to the doctor and say, I'm complaining of a symptom of my blood pressure is low, you know? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, a sign is something that we measure objectively, and, like, a fever is both, because the temperature you measure object, you don't come and say, I mean... But you do have symptoms like things you feel and experience and complain about. Anyway, we're gonna you talk are, about we're gonna are, talk about sneezing. People are always asking me the best <laughs> Sawbones episode to fall asleep to, and I feel like we make, I can make a really strong, compelling case to this one so far. I'm just saying, I'm like sure you we have been asked before about signs versus symptoms, and I was just reiterating. Have we? Yes. All right. We're gonna talk about sneezing because we've all had a cold. Yeah, it's been it's been a rough it's been a rough week at the McElroy house. A lot of cold. It, symptoms going around. It was really weird too because it's not like we gave it to each other because we all got it within forty eight hours, which yeah. is which would be very odd for us to have spread it to one another, and almost makes me think we all got it from the same single source. It's very we weird. We did all lick that flagpole, if you'll remember. We all licked the same flagpole. I did. I I licked no flagpole, sir. Uh, but we have all been sneezing. I, I the other morning, Cooper was in bed with us. Uh, I'll have no lectures. She's 18 months old. She's quite large. She's on top of me. Don't worry. <laughs> um, she couldn't sleep because she was sick. And then I was sick and I started sneezing and I thought she had slept through my sneezes and I had not woken her up until I heard a little voice say, bless you. <laughs> said, well, that was very polite, but now I've woken, woken the child. Uh, thank you to everybody who suggested this. A lot of people want to hear about sneezing. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really weird thing. Sneezes are weird. It's a weird thing that our bodies can get up to sometimes. It's it is weird, objectively speaking. They're weird and I enjoy them. You enjoy okay. I enjoy let's sneezing dig and a little we'll dig deeper. into that, but you like to sneeze. I do. Thank you to Tamara and Heather and Katrina and Anne and Jules and Katie and Benji and Vicky. I don't know if they like to sneeze, but they want to know about them. All those people. Do you know why you sneeze, Justin? Ah, okay, so as I understand it, and who knows, 
these days, public schools <laughs> being what they are. I, as I understand Since we've it, established when it comes to medicine, just, you understand very little. So Okay, well, you're just blowing a bunch, like your body's like, emergency. We got a bunch of nasty crap in here. Blow it out. And I mean, that's, that's not far off. Good. I'm glad. That's, that's, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a, that's a pretty good approximation. So you, so inside the lining of your nose, the mucous membranes that line your nose are nerve endings and you can activate these nerve endings in a lot of different ways, right? Like think of all the different things that can make you sneeze. So like different smells can temperature changes, um, most obviously some sort of invader, a virus, a bacteria, something fungal, something like that, right? All sorts of allergens. There are lots of different things that can drift into your nasal passageways, activate these little nerve endings and send a signal to your brain that says clean house. Everybody out. Everybody out. It's adult swim. Evacuate. (laughs) Evacuate. Uh, So what happens when you take a sneeze is once they're activated, you take a deep breath in. You just said take a sneeze. Is that a medical term? I didn't mean take a sneeze. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. It's a very, it's a fun. You take a deep breath. Okay. Before you take your sneeze. Before you take your sneeze. <laughs> anyway. Long week. Sorry. All right. You take a deep breath and all this pressure is going to build up inside your lungs. And then all of that air that you have, you know, inhaled that you're holding in is expelled quickly through your nose. And you just blast Shoot. it out. And it feels um it feels like um uh compulsory in a way that a lot of things in our body don't. It feels mm-hmm. like even more so than yawns. It's like once that machinery gets going, it's like I don't know. You can't I, stop it. Can't. You cannot stop it. I'm telling you, you can't stop a sneeze. Well you, you can can't. like you can like hold it in, but you can't Well if you press the bridge of your nose, press on the bridge of your nose. That's once the sneeze process has actually started, mm-hmm. you can't stop it. Okay. You can, I know what you're talking about. You start to get that sensation. And so you press your finger to the, to the, to the bottom of your nose and you can kind of hold, like prevent the sneeze. But once the sneeze machinery is, is turning, <laughs> it's, it's too na- late. It's a narrow window though for you it to is interrupt, a very narrow a, interrupt a sneeze. Uh, it, yeah, it also at the same time that it sends the signal to like shoot air out of your nose very quickly. You it also sends a signal to close your eyes. You always close your eyes when you sneeze. Oh, cool. you probably guessed that. It seemed like that was happening. It always does happen. A sneeze comes out at around a hundred miles per hour. Dang, it's fast. That's a fast sneeze. Faster than a fastball. Uh, you can't. Sneeze. I'm going to edit in a player's name, baseball player's name. There. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't sneeze when you're asleep. What? Can't sneeze when you're asleep. Really? Yeah, those nerve endings are asleep. Interesting. You do not sneeze in your sleep. Did you think you sneezed in your sleep? No, it's just like it's just a cool thing to if it's just a cool thing to learn. It can be triggered by things other than what I mentioned, sunshine, like a sudden bright light. Really? Can trigger sneezes. There's a um there's an episode of Pete and Pete about that where Really? Uh one of them, I think it's Ellen. It has to stare at the sun to because it makes her sneeze, mm-hmm. and that helps yeah. her to stay awake because the night crawlers are trying to stay up all night. That triggers that can trigger the sneeze response. Um, exercise does in some people. The nerve endings on your face being activated, so plucking your eyebrows can trigger a sneeze sometimes. Really, mm-hmm. and uh, so can sex. Some people okay, just a like the autonomic nervous system got some cross wires there, and they sneeze during or maybe associated with orgasm. 
oh. all these things could trigger mm. trigger that sneezes. Be, uh, you, that would be an, a thrilling <laughs> fifteen seconds. It's just it's uh they and in, what's interesting is both uh, and this might be why I say I, I I enjoy a good sneeze. Both an orgasm and a sneeze releases endorphins. Really? Yes. Um, and and it's a and they relieve muscle tension. So obviously you get a lot more endorphins from one than the other. I'll let you guess. Yeah. Uh, but you do feel. It's a very satisfying thing. It is. I, I think sneezes yeah. are satisfying. So, <laughs> you agreed with me very strongly about that. <laughs> Much more strongly than I anticipated. Uh, you can shoot snot five feet with a sneeze. Gross. Okay. That's why it's important when you sneeze. Dracula. Yes. Pull up that vampire cape. Sneeze into the crook of your elbow. I know it's the worst. Especially Please. if you're in short sleeves. It's like, it's miserable. <laughs> it sucks. But it's better than your hands. So... We obviously, as as humans, have been sneezing for a very long time. This is an old uh, autonomic response there. It's not something that we just cooked up in the 1900s. Uh, Hippocrates had a lot to say about sneezing. It, they're both as to what caused it and what you could do about it. And then just a lot of general observations. I like sneezing. It's one of the things where... Uh, ancient medical writers just kind of wrote about it because it's also not a big deal most of the time, right? right? Nobody's like demanding a, a solution to this. It's very rare that somebody's going to come to your office with a chief complaint of repeated sneezing. Mm-hmm. It's usually like I am sneezing as part of a con- you know a constellation of symptoms that I'm concerned about, or I just happen to be sneezing, but that's not really the issue. Most people don't care. Oh, um, it is funny when you, how, how the... Um, the fun and satisfaction of sneezing dissipates so quickly if when you chain several sneezes in a row. It mm-hmm. just makes you feel like a ruined person. Yes, that is very true. That is very true. Uh, one at a time is better. I've sneezed. I sneezed recently, and like my throat was in a weird, like not ready for it or something. Like something. I, I don't know what I did, but I like really hurt my throat. Like I sneezed wrong. <laughs> you injured it was, yourself. It was in very sneeze? embarrassing. I like. St- I like strained my like right here. I like strained these. Uh, what I'm pointing at muscles, so you have to help the the listener. Um, like the, the upper like part of your upper, pectoral part muscles of there. And I like strained them because I sneezed so bad. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> I didn't tell you. Now uh, I have. Dang it. Hippocrates believes sneezing came from the head because the brain was overheated. Yeah. Um, or perhaps uh, the the ventricles in your brain, the holes, the openings, the hollow areas in there were f- over overfull of humors. Do the holes in your brain often get overfull with anything? Well, there's like cerebrospinal fluid in there. Okay, kind of a humor in and of itself. No, that is not a humor. That's a real thing, okay. unlike the humors, which are not. Uh, but that you get too much, too many humors, too much humor of one, too many of several. Either way. And it gets hot up there. There's That's why air. I can only watch so many episodes of Dharma and Greg in a row because I, <laughs> I get too much humor and I start sneezing like crazy. Air gets stuck and then blown out very quickly. Like the pressure builds up from all these hot humors in your brain. Uh, sneezing uh, can be a good symptom if a person is in labor. Hippocrates believed. He thought that that was a good omen. Someone is in labor and they start sneezing. You got to get that Hippocrates really okay. believed early because I'm always worried somebody's going to no. get out of their car. Like, <laughs> sneezing is good if you're in labor. Okay, we're here, everybody. <laughs> like, he noted that hey, sneezing seems to stop hiccups. 
I would think so. Yeah. At least momentarily. <laughs> and he also just generally, kind of like I said, said, you know, sneezing tends to be in and of itself not a big deal. Um, it's even when it's paired, most illnesses that it could be paired with, it usually indicates that it's probably not a bad illness that you have. Mm-hmm. So like a cold or something. Yeah. Um, and, and Celsus even echoed that belief and went further to say that he thought that a sneeze was a good sign that healing was occurring. Okay. Which I think we're just all getting the sense that a lot of the sneezing they were associated with maybe like allergic responses or like very simple upper respiratory infections. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Um, Pliny the Elder, of course, had some wild ideas about sneezing he he warned that if uh you sneeze immediately after having sex it could prevent you from becoming pregnant (laughs) i don't know where the mechanics of what are happening wild i'm trying to think of him working it in a conversation just like hey fun fact if you're trying to have a kid one thing you should try to avoid is sneezing Right afterwards, because you can blow that sucker right out of there. <laughs> what a wild dude Pliny was. He uh, he also said if you uh, if your head's feeling heavy, then just tickle your nose with a feather and make you sneeze, and then the heaviness will be gone. Okay, Which is cute. Sure, yeah, it'd be funny, funny visual. <laughs> um, if you're sneezing a lot and it's bothering you. Yes. And this is a nice, this is a double duty. This can also be used for hiccups. If you're sneezing a lot and it's not bothering you, you're a pervert. <laughs> there, I said it. I like sneezing. You a can lot, though? That's what I'm saying. Touch like, touch the nostrils of a mule with the lips. That means kiss, kiss a mule's, a mule's nose. nose. That means, hey, mm-hmm. plenty nice try, man. <laughs> nice, you put the uh, the subject in a, in a, or we use the passive tense or something. That's, that's kissing a mule's he, nose. He also noted that uh, old people have a harder time with sneezing than young people. <laughs> but then he said, now Theophrastus said this. It wasn't me. He was the one that was hating on old people, not me. Well, I mean, if you use the evidence of present company, it for this particular old person, it has become challenging. I hurt a myself. Sneeze. That's true. You injured yourself with a sneeze. Uh, he also noted that, and this is not a human sneeze, but since we're just talking about sneezing in general, that um, he would prescribe, let's say you have a headache, a good cure for a headache, according to Pliny the Elder, was to touch an elephant's trunk. It sounds like a Wesley Willis lyric, but please go on. <laughs> but if Touch you, an elephant's trunk. If you can if you can get the elephant to sneeze at the exact moment that you're touching its trunk. What? Then what? Then the cure is more potent and you're more likely to relieve the headache. How bored were these people? I guess you could employ the the feather method perhaps. Maybe we could go back and like utilize that piece of information we tickle the elephants no i wouldn't want to elephants i think are beautiful majestic creatures and i am fascinated by them but i also would not want to try to make one sneeze because i don't want to make an elephant mad they're very large no they're huge right and they could like stomp on me this is why the life expectancy back then was like eight (laughs) hey check that elephant i'm i hate these sneezes i want to go put a feather in its nose Hold my Capri Sun. <laughs> I'll be right back. It's uh, fine. Please, I really hate sneezing. Please, if you, uh, if your head, well, this is for a head, this is for a headache. 
that you would do this, that you would provoke an elephant sneeze. Oh, right. Got it. My, my, my I know it's really bad and I'm going to go kill myself with this elephant. <laughs> I know that this is a, not a medical advice podcast, but I will offer the advice. Please don't like, don't mess with elephants. Just look at them from afar, yeah. gaze at them in awe and wonder and uh, amazement that you get to live on the earth alongside them. But please just don't mess with their trunks. <laughs> and don't eat a Jimmy John's. Yeah, while you're at it, <laughs> listen, I loved the beach club as much as you might have, but please don't eat a Jimmy John's. <laughs> Google it if, you, if that seems good. Yeah, if, that's, if that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, we're not anti-sandwich. We're just anti-Jimmy John's. We are staunchly pro-sandwich, ma'am. <laughs> we do love sandwiches. We have made it clear on this program before, and we shall make it clear again. We are pro-sandwich. We're big fans. Meat, bread. Mm-hmm. Just don't have your sandwich made by a big game hunter. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Justin. Yes. I have some more um, wacky historical sneezing facts. But before we get into that, yeah. let's go to the billing department. I uh, choose to follow you. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or clean up. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business 
or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Now, Sid, you were about to surprise and delight me with more sneezing fun facts. And I can't wait for the thrilling conclusion when we heroically cure sneezing. And I've never sneezed. Thank you, science. Oh, no. Uh, it's, I thought it was interesting because again, sneezing is something that, I mean, I I think it's fair to say everybody does at some time or other in their life and it's typically harmless except for when Justin sneezes and injures himself. Yeah. Uh, so there, uh, there became all of these strange associations with sneezing, like these sort of, um, mystical kind of connections. Um, it, it was thought that sneezing at the table meant you might choke. Uh, other people thought that a sneeze meant that menstruation was about to begin. Like that was that signaled. Uh, that is accurate. No, no. That signaled an impending period. Uh, it, it, there is a biblical story of a woman who died of sunstroke and then was brought back to life by sneezing seven times. Like a fit of seven sneezes and was How did she revived? do the first one? Would be a question. Great question. I don't, I don't know. Uh, and it's also interesting. You see a lot of references to the concept that if you sneeze after you tell a story, that it was a signal that the story was true. True. Huh. Yes. You would think if it was going to have a, a tell like that, it's a better fiction if sneeze means it was a lie because it's like it gives you away. You know what I mean? It's very interesting. Uh, sneezing had a lot of like... Um, it would, the, sneezing was seen as an omen of a lot of different things. Like in the Odyssey, there's like a, a an episode where Penelope is talking about her about Odysseus coming back and getting rid of the suitors, and then I think like her son sneezes or something. One of the kids sneeze, and it's seen as like an omen from the gods that things are going to be okay. Hmm. Like it's a like it's it's written as like oh okay good they sne- they sneezed everything should everything should be just fine yeah. <laughs> don't worry um, but uh, sneezing had all kinds of of strange like mystical and spiritual connotations uh, and and the Greek philosophers thought that sneezing came from some place in the body that contained the spirit so that would make sense as to why because it had this. Like it was literally contained where the spirit is physically contained within the body mm-hmm. that, of course, it would have some sort of connection to a higher power or a higher being or or whatever. Um, and so this is why sneezing was seen in almost like a holy kind of light or a meaningful light anyway, something connected to the gods. But like you wouldn't the Greeks wouldn't have said the same thing about like burping or right. farting or something. You know, it did not have these spiritual connotations um what's strange is that again a lot of this was positive until the middle ages and then you start to see sneezing still have this like mystical kind of connotation but it starts to take a negative turn the idea that a sneeze could be a bad omen a sign of of some impending doom um and of course this only got stronger a lot of this may have occurred because of the bubonic plague Mm -hmm. And you had people who were quite sick and sneezing too, 
which obviously was not like the most serious thing happening to somebody with the plague. Yeah. But could have also been happening. And so sneezing took on this ominous air, probably for good reason, because if somebody near you is sneezing and the plague's going around and you start thinking, huh, do they have the plague? It could be pretty scary. Right. right? right. And so you start to see that through that from the Middle Ages on a sneeze usually means, hey, back you want to go over there? Yeah. You want to hang out somewhere else or I don't know anything about germs. I don't, I don't know anything about germs. I just know that I don't like that. And you should get away from me. Um, you are also blasting a bunch of gnarly stuff out of the front of your head. Like it's, it's intuitive. Well, you totally are. I, you've probably seen the pictures. A lot of people have seen them that they have like the, the freeze, like the stop motion pictures of somebody sneezing where they show, like all the snot and saliva and mucus and boogers and germs and everything being blown out of your nose at a hundred miles per hour, maybe as far as five feet away from you. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty awful. Like if that doesn't inspire you to want to like dip your nose into your, the crook of your arm the next time you sneeze, yeah. I don't know what would. Um, one quick thing is there has been this belief throughout a lot of history that I still hear voice today that your heart stops when you sneeze. Is that true? No, your heart does not stop uh, when you sneeze. Of course not. That does not happen. Um, but the fear may come from the fact that when you sneeze, the pressure inside your chest changes a little bit. And whenever you have like... Like with breathing in or breathing out, the pressure inside, right, surrounding, like in the thoracic cavity surrounding the heart changes. And whenever that happens, you can have a subtle change in your heart rate. Hmm. And so huh. if if there is a like if your heart's beating along at a certain rate and then it slows down suddenly and there's a slightly longer pause between the next two beats, mm-hmm. you may sense that when the next beat comes, it may feel huh. Like, like slow, yeah, you may have an awareness of that next beat. It may seem harder or faster. Any anytime you're aware of your heart beating, by the way, we call it palpitations. That's mm. all that means. It's ah. an awareness of it, the feeling or the sound or whatever. If you are aware of it, you're having palpitations. Huh. And that, that and it can be very disconcerting when it happens. And it may be that that happening enough made people think, did my heart just stop and, and restart? Yeah, because it could you might interpret it that way. Like, I really felt that next beat. Was it not beating for a second? (laughs) Uh, But your heart does not stop when you sneeze. That's a relief. That is not true. Thank goodness. Otherwise, a lot of us would, you know, die. Yeah, because that thing's got a pump. Yeah. That's what I tell everybody. Um, now with all of these different, uh, concerns with sneezing, you know, is it bad? Was it good? Was it a good sign? What, what, what did it mean about the person sneezing or the people around you or whatever? If you sneeze, uh, you can see where we, we would get into the question, why do we say bless you or anything, depending on where you live and what language you speak and what your culture is, right? Why do we say anything when a person sneezes? Why is there a thing? Um, and it, it stems from this like kind of religious connection to sneezing, depending on your religious tradition, sneezing is significant in one way or the other. It could mean that you're expelling bad spirits. Like a sneeze was seen as like when I threw out all my De Serono. <laughs> is that a bad spirit? Let me try again. Like when I threw out all my fireball, that's uh, better. There you yes. go. There you go. Yes. Yeah. I was in my thirties. I had to move on. It was time to. Yes. 
So yes, it could it could be seen as like good. You sneezed. You got all the bad magic out, right? Other religious traditions saw it as a uh, a moment where you could lose your soul. You could accidentally sneeze your soul right out of your nose. Just how how do you keep it in? Uh, well, one thing is, as soon as you sneeze, someone should bless you, and that will get your soul to stay back oh. in your body. And it, it's also a way of saying, like, thank God you survived that sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Sneezing was, like I said, it was seen as like a risky act because some people believe that your heart stopped when you sneeze. So if you made it through the sneeze, it's like, ah, oh, what a blessing! You have survived that sneeze to still be here with us today and sneeze again in the future. Um, in some cultures, specifically in, in in Indian culture, a sneeze was usually a good sign. And so you could even like induce a sneeze intentionally for like good luck. <laughs> like get some pungent herbs and smell them. Get a and, like, good sneeze. sneeze. Yeah, I can understand that. Haven't you ever sniffed pepper to make yourself sneeze? Uh, no, that's never. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, I'll try it. You've never done that? No, really? I've never done it. Mm. No. Just me then. Just you. Okay. It's weird you had to find that out when we were recording a podcast for tens of thousands of our closest friends. Uh, as far as who was the first person to bless someone or say something to that effect after they sneezed, uh, it probably was, as I mentioned, during the Middle Ages when people started to make these like negative connections to sneezing. Right. That's probably where we, we see the origins of this. Um, and this is debated. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say I know the exact moment because this is one of those like we have several theories, but nobody's 100 percent certain. So I hope we're not using a lot of our big thinkers on it. Honestly, if we're, I hope, hope these are like some D-list th- big thinkers <laughs> that are on this question. The the cultural history Currently. of the sneeze is, I in my research, a uh, a very interesting topic for one to explore in an essay or a dissertation. Okay. Is what I have learned. Okay. Um, the I send my my snark. <laughs> the Romans uh, started saying uh, Deus. Uh, in response to sneezing during the time of the plague. What's that mean? So help you God. Uh, and so maybe we, so we believe maybe this was the beginning of the of the concept. Although you could also say that to anybody who was like sick, right. you know, like if they had the plague, like whew, good luck with that one. So be God. I hope somebody helps you because we don't have. Antibiotics. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so we we don't have a lot of plans. Uh, but one one story that seems uh, pretty pervasive is that Pope Gregory the Seventh started the custom of saying "May God bless you." Uh, af- it, again, in response to the plague, as uh, what the alternative that people would say before that was, "I hope you may rid yourself of the bacillus." <laughs> What's the bacillus? Like the plague. Oh, right. The bacteria. That's nice. I mean, it's a little less elegant. Yeah. And so I think may God bless you was just like a better like, well, that seems a little nicer and shorter and a little less uh, stiff, a little less stodgy, perhaps. Mm -hmm. It's pleasant. Yeah. Just say that. Again, we have no idea what to do. So put it in a higher power's hand. Different languages and cultures have different words. So depending on where you are, uh, you can people will say obviously in the U.S. we say bless you most commonly Gesundheit, which is German, but you can also say also I, I saw Prost, Prost, like you say like 
It's like the, the cheers mm-hmm. over there, right? Yeah, like same idea. Uh, you could say uh, salve. You could say evil spirits be gone. Um, I found that there was, uh, and you can look, it's fascinating, by the way. I read an entire Wikipedia article about just what you say in different parts of the world when someone sneezes. And in some countries, you don't say anything at all. You wouldn't want to acknowledge. <laughs> you look straight ahead. When someone sneezes. And then if you must acknowledge it, you say something to them and they should apologize to you. It's fascinating. If you're, if I don't know, maybe it's just me, but no, uh, I think if they're listening to this show, it's them too. In, in most places where you do say something when someone sneezes, it's a variation of either bless you or God bless you or God be with you or to health, to life, uh, something like that. Something about health and life and blessing and good fortune and, and good things coming to you, which is still connected to this idea that like something bad has or almost has happened. Right. You dodged a bullet. Yes. And so, I mean, it all kind of calls to that. Uh, one I appreciated was a, a Jewish custom of if a child sneezes, you pull their ear when after they sneeze and say to health. And if they sneeze again, you pull the other ear and say to grow and thrive. I really enjoyed <laughs> That's that. Fun. Yeah. Um, again, because, you know, you don't want your kids to get sick. You can see where these things would have developed, like in a, in a time when a sneeze could mean impending doom and your child sneezes. You can see where some of these kind of rituals yeah, yeah. would would develop. Um, holding in sneezes is a common question. I actually get this question not infrequently. Is it bad to hold in a sneeze, Justin? Yes. Do you know what could happen if you hold in a sneeze? No, I don't. So most of the time... Nothing. Right. Like, I mean, this is one of the please do not stress about this. Most of the time, if you hold in a sneeze, absolutely nothing happens. However, there have been rare cases where bad stuff can happen from trying to hold a sneeze in. There was a case in the British Medical Journal of a 34 year old man who sneezed and popped a hole in his trachea. What? In his windpipe, in his trachea. No yes. way. He was, they treated him and he survived and he was fine. But there was a case report of this. Now, is it likely that you're going to pop a hole in your trachea? Of course not. See, I think this is but what did I did. It happen this one time. <laughs> See, I think this is what I did. Like, I obviously didn't pop a hole in my trachea, but like, I think I like accidentally somehow stopped it right at the end. <laughs> Held it in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I think I hurt myself as a result. There have been accounts of pulled muscles. That's what, okay. I there said that before been, I knew about that, right? I, I was more joking about the idea that you could pull muscle sneezing. But, you know. But it's here. I'm sorry. I mean, it's I love here, you. right here in black and white. I just I'm think, the victim. I just think you and I are pretty sedentary these days and we could both. Be a little more active. Agreed. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Agreed. Uh, there have been accounts of broken ribs, uh, damaged vertebrae. Uh, you can damage your vocal cords. Your like, your yes. yes. The larynx has been damaged from from holding in sneezes, pulled muscles, and even uh, popping a hole in your lung, a pneumothorax. No. Again, I don't have any. I've I did not find a single case that said someone died from holding in a sneeze. Uh, but I did find all of these kind of scattered case reports. I don't think it's enough that you could put like a risk on it. Like what is the chance? What percent chance is it that if you hold in a sneeze, any of these bad things are going to happen, but will you find these rare reports every now and then? Yeah. So I would say like, um, sneeze when you got to sneeze, don't hold it in one. uh, I thought one interesting point, this wasn't really a case, but it was a theoretical risk was 
if nothing else, if you sneeze and that mucus that you're trying to sneeze out doesn't go out, the theory was, could it go back up your eustachian tube into your middle ear and cause an ear infection? I think that's a bit of a stretch, but I guess it's a theoretical risk. Either way, just like protect the people around you. Yeah, come on. Just vampire. Just vampire for us. vampire and get the sneeze out and it feels good. You get a little rush of endorphins. You don't uh, pull a muscle like Justin did. You don't hurt your throat. Mm -hmm. Um, Cats, dogs, chickens, and iguanas all sneeze. Iguanas sneeze a lot. Really? I don't know. Iguanas are sneezing, one of the sneezingest animals. And um, African dogs use it to communicate. Whoa. And also dogs can reverse sneeze. What? What is that? It's like a sharp inhale. Instead of, the, instead of the air going out really fast, it comes in really fast. That's bizarre. Yes. Dogs are weird. Yes. I, I, humans cannot do that as far as I know. It's just a dog thing. You know, I'll tell you what, Sydney, a lot of times sawbones demystifies topics. I feel like sneezing is still as weird as it was when I walked in. <laughs> it's just I, a weird thing that we still do. It's, a, it's just a useful, it's, I mean, it's useful to very quickly evacuate things from your nasal passageways and... One of the jobs of those mucous membranes and all those hairs and all that stuff that's up in your nose, the cilia that's further up, that one of the jobs is just to physically try to catch things before they can get down into your, you know, your airways and your lungs. Yeah. And if they're going to catch them, you got to clean them out, right? You got to clean out those lint traps. Yep. And who doesn't enjoy cleaning out a good lint trap? I do. I know I do. And I enjoy sneezing. <laughs> I've been City McElroy. Just cover it up. Uh, Flu thank- season's a coming. Just co- cover it cover up. Cover it up. Get that shot. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, we hope you have uh, enjoyed yourself and have not been feeling as I have for the entire episode a sort of latent desire to sneeze. I would love to just blaze one right now. It feels so good. Um, uh, you mentioned, Justin, get your shot. I would say that flu shots, if they're not available in your area already, are going to be very shortly. I would start asking. I would start looking for those ads. Usually the pharmacies will start putting signs up about them. The health department will start putting signs up about them. You can ask your doctor about them. But uh, get those flu shots. It's never too early to get the seasonal flu shot. I know people are already getting them. I'm getting tweets about them, and I love it. If you want to share that you got your flu shot on Twitter and and tag us or Sawbones, I always love to see that and share that. Spread the good word. Um, uh, We are a part of the Maximum Fun Network. There's a lot of great uh, shows on there. You can find them all at MaximumFun.org. Our theme song is provided by the taxpayers. Intro and outro of our program is called Medicines. It's by the taxpayers. They're on Bandcamp, I believe. And we will be uh, in Atlanta and Orlando this weekend. That's Ish. right. I think they're uh, both sold out. I don't think they are if yet. You go to bit.ly forward slash become the monster, you can, or McElroy family.com you or and mcelroy.family any of those will work and click on tours you can uh you can see there there may be a few for I orlando were, I orlando were i think for orlando uh, yeah, left yeah i think yeah i think so but we're well, gonna be there opening for my bim bam on saturday and sunday in atlanta and then orlando yes so yes. please come out and see us if you can that is gonna do it for us so until next time my name is justin mcelroy i'm sydney mcelroy and as always don't drill a hole in your head
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported. Listen, I'm a hotshot Hollywood movie producer. You have until I finish my glass of kombucha to pitch me your idea. Go. All right. It's called Who Shot Ya? A movie podcast that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. I'm Ify Wadiway, the new host of the show and a certified BBN. BBN? Buff black nerd. I'm Alonzo Duraldi, an elderly gay and legit film critic who wrote a book on Christmas movies. I'm Drea Clark, a loud white lady from Minnesota. Each week, we talk about a new movie in theaters and all the important issues going on in the film industry. It's like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner meets Cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.